The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to The Open Door. We are the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Actually, good afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's noon here in Montana. I keep forgetting. It feels like morning. I don't know why. Um, Well, today we are going to pick up where we left off last week. And last week we were focusing on passing our tests. And we talked about what that means to our souls, our spiritual path, and to our eventual ascension. So let's begin by recapping what what passing our tests means. You know, what kind of tests are we talking about? Where do they come from? How important are they? Why do we get to have them on and on? So you want to on take that? You know, I, I was thinking about this, and, and I think to start, let's think of the concept that what we do matters. And, you know, again, it's perspective you bring to life, perspective on how you view the world, your position in it, who you are, what we do matters. And, of course, well, the big things, of course they matter because they influence our family or other people and so forth. But the little things matter, yeah. too. And that's where, and I've got a great story to share with you, maybe in the third segment about things like that. And so passing tests matters. Well, why does it matter? It matters because we are on a spiritual path. And, of course, we have free will, and we can choose not to be on a spiritual path. God gives us that right. But if in our hearts we know that is the way we want to go, that's God's will for us, then we're going to be tested. It's not just accepting Jesus as your Savior and then you're home free. It's It's a nice thought, but it just doesn't happen to be true. We're going to get tests. We're going to get tested on our mastery and our desire for mastery, our desire to walk and to follow the teachings of God, the Ten Commandments, and other things. And God is not trying to perfect the human. I think that's a a really good point we have to make going in. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. I think we'll all agree on that. But we are seeking to gain mastery so that our Christ self can work through us to a much greater extent like it worked through Jesus and eventually become one with that Christ self. And we get there through devotion, through passing our tests. And as you said last week, Tom, um, a million right decisions, what St. Germain made to pass his test. And so we need to pass ours. And we made a point last week as well that these tests are not willy-nilly. They're, they're, they don't come to us at random. They are the end result, in most cases, of something that we set in motion sometime in the past. Karma. Right, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and there could be an astrological, uh, most likely there is, an astrological return of that. Of that. That's mm-hmm. why we encourage people to study Mother Mary's um, cosmic astrology, because it's the, it's the converse, so to speak, of the worldly astrology. As a matter of fact, the clock even looks like the mirror image of it. Yeah. Um, but when we, when we have an understanding of, 
every 12 years, certain cycles return to us. Uh, so you get the same tests when you're 12, when you're 24, when you're 36, that sort of thing. So, And it's yearly, monthly, et cetera. Yeah, you know, and you reminded me in some oblique way of another point that we didn't really stress a lot last time, but I think perhaps right now we can. And that is that when our sins are forgiven, you know, you, you made mention of Jesus and the example that, you know, he, he really withheld the burden of our karma so that we could gain enough mastery to be able to handle it on our own. But I read an interesting thing in a pearl just recently where I think the master was St. Germain and he said, having your sins forgiven doesn't necessarily mean that they're canceled. There's still a karmic burden. There's karmic recompense that still needs to be balanced. Right. That's an interesting point because forgiving sins doesn't mean they suddenly magically go away. Yeah, I mean... You know, I could smash up your car and say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? But your car is still smashed, right? <laughs> right. And so yeah. somehow that's got to be made right. Yeah. And, and so, and you know what? It's exciting to balance your karma. Because a lot of times we'll feel bad about a mistake we made or something we did or something we said. And it really feels good to balance that karma. Yes, you're forgiven and you forgive yourself and then you right the wrong. Well, and I think that one of the points here is that forgiveness is an act of love. Karma is an act of mercy. Mm. And I think when we're looking at the concept of being forgiven, we have a mistaken idea that it does mean canceled. So I want to stressing this point perhaps too much. Well, it's a good point. Well, it's I think that, that what we don't want to do is forget that we have a certain amount of karma to be balanced. And this is where the testing comes in because our tests typically are giving us an opportunity to balance karma. They are. And I think we also have to look at there's different kinds of tests. There's ones, you know... You know, where the lady gives you back too much change, yeah. you know, oh, and you give it back yeah. to her. Yeah. Then there are tests that, that are almost lifetime in length, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Are we going to, we may have a debt to a soul. We might have killed them in other embodiment. We might have, who knows what we did with them. And we have a, a karmic accountability to serve that soul and to serve them with love. And that may not be a, a two-week episode. That may be a lifetime episode. And so there are little tests and there are big tests. But again, it's, it matters how we respond to them. It matters what we do. Mm-hmm. And for, the, for our own souls, getting on with what we want to do in terms of our path. And I think, too, um, sometimes we resist these tests, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, in case you hadn't <laughs> noticed. And, but you know what? Our souls want us to have these tests because our souls want to be free. And our souls know what we need to do to get to the next point on our spiritual path. And, and for many of us, are, you know, there's something we have to resolve or fix or balance before we can take that next step. So being aware of that, saying, you know, this isn't particularly pleasant, but you know what? It's an opportunity for me. And I know that someplace in my past, whether it was yesterday or 100,000 years ago, there's an accountability here that I need to address. And so with God's help, and, I, and that's the good news, everybody. <laughs> we can get God's help in this. It's not just by ourselves. Yeah. We have the tools. We have the violet flame. We have the spoken word. We have the teachings of the ascended masters. Give us perspective, understanding, ways of dealing with things, recognizing tests when they come. A lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. they, they know some tests, but others are not so sure. And so we have our given the tools to really make tremendous progress. If we're willing to take the tests in the integrity of our soul and the honor of our souls and the honor of God and say, look, I, Lord, I'd rather this pass for me, mm-hmm. but if I need to go through this, if this is a test I need to take, then so be it. And I pray for your help. And, and I was just thinking that the more violet flame you do, the more you can um, kind of be more and more aware of the tests as they come. Because, you know. Well, this is a good point. I think yeah. readiness. Yeah. 
being being aware, number one, that the tests are going to come, and that's a certainty. Number two is being ready, not necessarily always on the on the verge of being ready because you, you can kind of you can become a loner very quickly because <laughs> nothing else seems to matter. But the point I want to make is that readiness can be um, expanded and made more sensitive through decrees, we, through you know, the spiritual practice, because we know they're coming. And you know what helps it too, when you use the violet flame every day, you know, we've talked in the past about the, the angels bringing the little packet of karma every day to your doorstep right. at dawn. And so you use the violet flame in your service and your love of life to balance that karma. Well, if you don't get around to balancing, it doesn't go away. No, it doesn't. It's still there. So, you know, it's cumulative. So, you know, if you're getting a big test, you know, let's take <clears throat> care of all the little ones so we can pass the big ones when they come. Yeah. yeah. And um, one of the things that I remember kind of chuckling about was that there are often tests within tests. Uh, in fact, I think, Sid, you mentioned it last week. I already passed that test. Why is it coming back again? Well, that's a test. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it may have been the first level or something. Well, whatever it was, if you think that just because you passed it once, you're not going to get it coming back again, <laughs> you know, you can't second guess God. <laughs> well, you know, my my daughter, she she's just finishing up, you know, multiplication tables in school, and they have to pass them three times, and you know, <laughs> once doesn't prove anything. You know, you've got to come oh. back a week later and do it again yeah. uh, to really show you've integrated that. <clears throat> I see. So, you know, this is not a burden we carry. It's an awareness and an enlightenment. Yes, my life looks pretty mundane in most ways. I get up, I do this, I go to work, I go to school, whatever. You know, I take out the garbage. You know, I feed the dog. You know, it looks mundane. Right. But we have to be aware that even in the most mundane ways in our daily lives, we're tested for harmony, for love for choosing to embody certain God qualities. You know, you can wake up grumpy, and you can choose to be grumpy. You've I've got a right to be grumpy today because I feel grumpy. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Or you can say, you know what? I choose not to be grumpy today. You know, it's not who God is. It's not who I am. Pretty simple test, isn't it? And, and decide not to kick the dog, but to... <laughs> But to love the dog, this little elemental being, and, and you know, I mean, in spite of what he does, yeah, yeah, right. So you know, it's a choice. We have choices to make. Just as we choose to pass a test, we can choose to be who we want to be, if if that's our desire. Right. Mm. Well, there's so much to it. You know, I was thinking about the equation of the ascension, and the reason why we want to pass all these tests is because we want to get to the next layer of hierarchy, and to be uh, an ascended being, an ascended master, which we're all destined to be. If we choose. And we have been uh, reminding everyone, of course, that one of the uh, components of the ascension is passing or balancing 61 or 51% of our karma. Now, one of the things that we have talked about before, and this is important, is you want to pass as many tests as you can in this embodiment. Because when you get to the other side, if you make it to 51%, you still got to balance the rest of your karma, even if you're an ascended being. It's a little harder to do it from there. It's a lot harder to do it. <laughs> yeah. You can't go and talk to people or ask them for forgiveness or here's the $10 that I borrowed that I've never paid back type thing. You know, <laughs> It's very difficult. So, yeah. so write whatever wrong you can. And, you know, it's kind of fun. You know, it changes your, your approach to life. And when you understand that everything you do has meaning and there's a purpose. And you know what? My life may be mundane in many ways, but it's not mundane if I choose to pursue God, the spiritual path, and those tests that he brings us. Because God, I don't care what you do or where you are or where you live, 
God is very gracious in bringing those tests you need to move to the next step. And, and here's another thought. Think of yourself as an electrode stuck in the earth. There you are. You're doing your mundane things. But your heart may be holding the balance for the entire city, the entire state, maybe the nation. So just do it and do it in harmony. You just up the ante. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to the football game. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's I the way mean, it works. Yeah. And so you got somebody like a Padre Pio who's holding the balance for, who knows, all of Europe and, and the planet. But i got to say, you know, God will meet you where you're at. Right. And you don't have to take more upon yourself than you're ready to take. Yeah. You know, you still, free will is the ultimate law of the universe. But, you know, if your life is kind of boring, it seems without purpose, you don't know where you're going. I mean, this is a great way to gain perspective and to feel like every day, if I choose, I can make progress. It might be the smallest little right. you know, step, but you know what? When I go to sleep at night, if I did something that I know God would want me to do and I, Holy Christ Self, and my soul would want me to do, there's a certain peace that you feel. Oh, and a joy. Yeah. yeah. This is the joyful adventure of, of mastery. You know, that we can look at it as, oh, it's a burden, it's a lot to do. This is joyful path, and the fact that we are mastering ourselves in little ways and big ways can give us a great sense of self-esteem, spiritual self-esteem. Well, it's, it's exciting because you're making progress, and this is not, we're not talking about the Via Dolorosa. We're talking about the path of the son and daughter of God who says, whoa, I've blown it sometimes, yeah. you know, <laughs> candidly, but I see the truth now. I'm going to work to balance that karma through the violet flame, my service to life. I'm going to prepare myself for the tests that I know God will bring me because he loves me so much, he wants me to pass them and gain that mastery so I not only can help myself, but my family and others. And so I'm going to position myself. And if I fall down, which may happen, (laughs) you know, you only have to get up one more time than you fall to make your ascension. So it's a way of living. And that's when we say, may you pass every test. That's, I think, the message at the core of it. Well, and on that note, you know, we're coming up on a break right now. Last week, we played an excerpt from a dictation by St. Germain, which was, I think, uh, given in 1984, part of the Studies in Christhood. And we'd like to play another segment of that today. In fact, after the break, we will do just that. And that was, again, May You Pass Every Test. It was right at the core of what we're talking about and also about soul mastery. Yeah. So we're going to take a break now. But when we come back, we will play that excerpt from St. Germain's dictation. So please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. 
Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us, everyone. Today, we are talking about passing our tests. And in that vein, we're going to hear an excerpt from a dictation by St. Germain, which was delivered in 1984 on that very topic, May You Pass Every Test. Here it is. Perhaps you have noticed on a number of occasions that by your words and actions, you may have caused some great grief and burden You may have brought in the dark clouds through negativity, pessimism, criticism, barking and clamoring and having your way. And on another occasion, by doing what you know so well how to do, everyone has come away feeling good, feeling satisfied, feeling equally loved and equally important, and enjoying supremely a soul-satisfying evening or experience together. Thus, you see, the carnal mind takes pride in itself, in its ability to control and hurt and put down and best another and to rise and puff up as the puffing up of the snake. Yes, you can do these things, but I admonish you to choose not to do them. To not attempt to be the most important person in the room or the one who wins all the arguments or makes all the brilliant points. Far better to go within the heart, send love to each one and encourage by your conversation some precious point of wisdom or expression to be forthcoming from another because you make it easy You provide a point of relaxation and warmth. And someone who perhaps has had a much harder life than you, who has been silenced perhaps by great darkness through loved ones, can finally feel at home and free to speak without being criticized. Beloved ones, assume that those who come to you are injured and maimed and scarred, for they are. They have been in many battles of life, 
If you find them ornery or thick-skinned, this is a defense mechanism they have set up for a very deep hurt. Heal the hurt, not in such an obvious manner as self-proclaiming oneself as the healer. Now I'm going to do this for you. Now I'm going to do that for you. But simply do it in the quietness of your heart. Learn to pray for people and not to pray upon them. It is true, beloved ones. Much of the hurt, much of the cruelty expressed in the world today is the means of the individual wrapping up again and again that old wound, that sharpness, and thus it becomes a very important point of the law to apply to Almighty God for the healing of one's soul, of the need to be aggressive toward any part of life. You see, mortals have these needs. Humans may have them, for both are without the divine spark. But the sons and daughters of God, the children of the light, have no need to partake in the world's fair of psychology, just as you do not partake of the food that is served in some quarters. You have long ago transcended the need for that type of intake. Much of the cause of your failure of many tests is that you have not stopped to rid yourself of the human habit to express that aggravation, that arrogance, all coming from the need of the carnal mind to assert itself. It is not real. It has no power to dominate your personality. I speak directly to you, and all of you know whereof I speak. And I tell you, the promise of your ascension will never be compromised by me. But it can be compromised by your free will. Every experience in life can be transmuted and transcended to become a divine experience, though physical, though actual, though down to earth, though a part of what that truly golden age consciousness can be. Thus it is not wrong to desire happiness, to desire the family of God, to desire your own fulfillment or education or God's success. Truly no thing will God withhold from you when you use legitimate means of arriving at the goal. Fear is what binds you to the alternative path and method. Thus I say, drop those fears. Let God show you how happy you can be in the fullness of his love how you can have these things in the highest sense, glorify his name. Pass that human consciousness through the flame and still retain 
an individuality which is happy, joyous, hard-working, ever-learning, striving, and a joy to be with because you will be the one who unlocks the mysteries for others, the mystery of happiness itself written all over your face, can be divined by those who meet you by watching how you live. Cease, then. Cease from toying with the idea of unreality. Cease from the idea that you have ever been enslaved. The slaves of death must live in a consciousness of death. Now let us remove the octave of the consciousness of death. Let us remove that plane. If it ceases to be, will you cease to be? This is the age of freedom. No one may tap you on the shoulder and say, Hear, hear. You must do better. We do not have a physical embodied shepherd for every single soul one-on-one. -on -one. You have the teaching. You are expected to apply it. You are expected to make the call to be shown why you do not pass every test. You are expected to apply what has been given and ask for prayer and support when you wrestle with the beast you have created that has grown much larger than yourself so that your soul feels the towering of a monster before it and must have the reinforcement of the lineage of the Great White Brotherhood. I can tell you that the messenger has never knowingly turned down a request for a call. And if it has come to pass that she has not given a call. It has occurred that the Holy Christ self of the messenger has made that call, and thus none have gone without recourse to the flame of the mother which she bears in our name. Thus those who say, I will not awaken the sleeping Buddha, I will not bother the mother, this is one thing I have to do for myself, because I have done this thing wrong for so long, and now I'm going to do it right. You see, beloved ones, you engage in the lie of non-hierarchy. They deny the chain of being, and they get you to deny you are a part of the eternal chain of God. The higher helps the lower. As you accept help in humility, you can extend help. If you do not receive from the one above you, you cannot give to the one below you whose progress is utterly stopped because you yourself have stopped. You see the pride. Some do not like to think they are dependent upon others. Learn to be receivers of our grace and the grace of Achila for which you have had disdain, for the prayers of that one whom you think to be beneath you may be the salvation of your soul. Thus, you see, 
between the human will and the human desire and the divine will and the divine desire there is an abyss to be crossed its name is time and space it is governed by the law of mortality you can take the route of the labyrinth you can spend another thousand or ten thousand years or a million gingerly stepping in and out of the caves and caverns underground and through the astral plane seeking earthly treasure and not realizing that the divine is practically on the tip of your nose heaven offers you all but it says you cannot bring with you that which is unreal i advise you to take an apple a day not the whole tree one piece of fruit assimilate the apple a virtue a portion of god's consciousness and by assimilation of this body and blood of god you will displace and find consumed in your life the old necessities of the carnal mind thus not by struggle but by slipping in to god's kingdom little by little will you find the key to the joyous path which now truly does displace the via dolorosa the sorrowful way comes only to the one who has not surrendered as soon as you surrender you are free that is the key this is my crash course in passing every test take each problem and solve it and do not try to solve a million problems all at once be logical and seek the word and the teaching it is all there we have had a 25 year mission and more with these messengers i could not give it to you all in one dictation but i can place it in a capsule a capsule of light as it were with a timed release but it is the release of eternal cycles and it shall come through the flame in your heart as my flame with your own supporting transmutation around your threefold flame allows you to awaken in the lightness of god there is an awakening unto light and love there is an awakening unto freedom it is truly the gift of the holy angels beloved ones i leave you with this pearl when you want to be like god you shall be indeed when you want to be like god you, you shall, shall be well on that note let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk a bit about why it's important to pass your tests not just from a personal point of view but because there may be an audience please stay with us invite meaning and inspiration to your life 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back, and thanks for staying with us. Today we are talking about passing all of our tests. Now, are your words and deeds aligned? Well, it matters, because when we face our tests, sometimes we have an audience. And it could be our spouse, family members, children, students, bystanders even. But no matter who they are, they will be impressed one way or the other by how we handle ourselves in the heat of the moment. It's it's, a a bit of accountability. It's true. And it's not just how they react on the outer Mm -hmm. that matters. Um, And that's important because people see who you are by how you live, how you act, your Mm -hmm. vibration, and so forth. Not just your words, etc. But... Um, their soul response. And this is a concept that's important to understand. People will make judgments on how they live based on how you live because human beings are imitators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the littlest baby starts out by imitating their parents. And so that's appropriate because that's how they learn. And so what we do does matter. And so in, in the other thing, which I think we shared last week, which is so amazing, it may not be someone physically in your presence that observes. Right. Souls observe at a spiritual level or an inner level and so depending on where you are and as saint germain mentioned his dictation you know there's those above us and those below us so those below us 
are looking to see how we're going to react, and it's going to impact how they react to situations and circumstances. So it's very important. You well, know, there's nothing is hidden. Well, let, let, let's talk about that. I think you mentioned in the break that a hierarchy is a concept that we deal with all the time with the ascended masters, and we understand that we are in hierarchy to a degree. The, the, the higher helping the lower. Well, this is, this is the way the universe works. It's very well organized. Um, <laughs> it's not just a lot of independent souls going off in different directions or Frank Sinatra singing my way. Um, <laughs> you know, we're part of a chain of hierarchy mm-hmm. and sponsorship and support. And if we choose to align ourselves with that, then those above us can help us even as we'll help those below us. And I, I want to share one experience I had in my life that I mean, God – you know, he has to, when he teaches me things, he's got to get real physical sometimes because I'm a little slow to pick up on things. Anyway, many years ago when I was doing uh, some work in Africa, I had the opportunity to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. For those of you who may or may not be familiar with that mountain, it's almost 20,000 feet, which is a high mountain, but it's not a technically difficult mountain. It's essentially a long walk if you can do it and adjust your body. Well, what happened was is we had, uh, you have guides, of course, and the hardest part is the last day when you're up above 15,000 feet. And you leave at 2 o'clock in the morning, so you get to the summit at dawn. And they tell you when to go. They tell you when to rest. They tell you how long to rest. They tell you when to take water, what you can and can't eat. You pretty much can't eat anything because of the altitude. And they will get you there. And it's interesting, but when I did this, at the same time, there was another fellow, a European, that climbed the mountain on his own. He sat down too long, and he froze to death. So the message to me was, yeah, you can make it up the mountain, but you better listen to the guides. If you want to get there, they've been there, they've done it before, they know how to do it, they know the pitfalls, and if you put your hands in their hands, you'll make it. And so by God's grace, I made it, which I never could have on my own. So I think God was telling me, you know, yes, it's your own effort, but trust in those that have been there before. They know what it's like, and they can help you climb that mountain. And and take an apple a day, not the whole tree. Yeah. You know, that was That's an interesting news, isn't it? Yeah, well, don't storm heaven. I think, you know, we, we are admonished to... to Pace ourselves. Absolutely. Because many people get on a spiritual path and they take off like a rocket and unfortunately burn out very quickly. And so you do have to pace yourself. You have to take every step as it comes and you keep on. Yeah, and you, and you have to be aware that you, you don't, you know, uh, St. Germain talked about, you know, being humble enough to accept help from those who may yeah. know a little bit more about something than you, you know, be the student. When, when the moment is be right. the humble student don't be the shining star in the room and, right. and the story is told when Jesus when Mary and Joseph took Jesus to Egypt and when he reached a certain age he entered into the, the schools there the ancient mystery school in Egypt and he started he said I want to start at the very beginning and the master strap is based said, look with all your attainment you don't have to start at the beginning he said no I want to start at the beginning it was his humility and this mm-hmm. is Jesus Christ the avatar of the by CNH. So a little humility goes a long way on the spiritual path <laughs> and in life. You know, there I somehow reminded what you just said by a couple of quotes that we heard from the excerpt from St. Germain just a moment ago. One of them was, apply to be shown why some tests are not passed. And the other one was in terms of how close hierarchy is to us, said the divine is practically on the tip of your nose. <laughs> I mean, it. We feel separate sometimes. We think we're in the midst of the testing, and it's really hard, and we feel alone. You mentioned that in the first segment. We are not alone. There is help there. There are be great beings from God on down who want us to succeed. They want us to experience our victory. And, and you know, we, we create a sense of struggle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things are hard to overcome, and there may be a, a seeming struggle. 
But, you know, when we take each step, and St. Germain, you approach the problems logically and spiritually, and you've got help and so go forth, there is a way to deal with things. And God has a solution to every problem. I can tell you, I do not have the solution to every problem. In fact, I hardly have a solution to any. But I know that God has them all, and God working through us can do that. And, and I think if I may segue from that, Tom and sure. Terry, you know, on this question of identity, and, and I think it's really crucial. When you look in the mirror, who do you see? And, of course, you see whatever your physical appearance is and so forth. But how do you think of yourself? You know, I was, for 40 years, I was a banker. And, you know, at certain levels, I thought I was a banker. You know, <laughs> that's who, that was my identity, yeah. as a, a part of me. And that's not necessarily bad. But when I lost that identity, well, who am I? I'm no longer a banker. They don't want me anymore. You mm-hmm. know, or God says it's time to move on. So who am I? Who am I in God is the crucial question that every one of us must ask. Not what our outer attainment is, not what our job is, what our family is, where we live. You know, I mean, those are all important things. But who am I in God? And if we think we're of God and from God, that changes everything. You know, I, I've confessed here unfrequently in this show that I like to watch sports on TV. And I was watching an American football game last night, and it was the Chicago Bears playing. And they showed a guy in the stands, and he had the head of a bear <laughs> on the top of his head, and then he was painted the bear's colors. That was his identity. That's, he said, I'm going to be important in this world because I'm going to dress up in this silly costume, and that'll be my identity. Now, whether he thought of that or not, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not characters of sports. Sporting clubs, you know, we're sons and daughters of God and children of the light. And how we live, how we act, and we talked about what we do if it impacts others as well as our own souls, is important. Because, you know, you know the, the Christian teaching, what would Jesus do? And there's a lot of validity in that. Because to become the Christ, we must act like the Christ. How do we act like the Christ? In the little daily things that we do. You know, some people like to have personality quirks because it makes them different. And it makes them, it gives them identity apart from others. We don't need an identity apart from others. We have an identity in God, and that is the greatest blessing. And it's a uniqueness in God that goes beyond wearing a, a bear on the top of your head, so to speak. You know, it's uniqueness in the universe. So when you think of your identity, ask yourself, who am I in God? And if you're not who you want to be, then you're ready to take that next step. And as we say every show, you know, we invite you to awaken to the light within, because you are one with that light. You do have a divine heritage and a divine birthright. Yeah. You know, as I, <laughs> I've shared before, but I think it's so apt, this bumper sticker says, you know, God loves you, get over it. <laughs> you know? And, and so, you know, people resist that because, oh, if I accept that, I'm going to have to do something, aren't I? Well, yeah, you might have to do something. <laughs> you might have to do, Well, there's one thing you can do. We all know that. We heard this again was part of the excerpt we heard from St. Germain, is simply ask and let God show you how happy you can be in the fullness of his love. And then you'll become a joy with whomever you're with. And you don't wait till you know, sometime in the future, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to balance my karma, I'll be in heaven, <laughs> and then I'll be happy. You know, God's happy now. God's in you. So at a certain level, you can be happy. And that's not denying challenges or problems or physical issues or family issues. You know, those are all part of the texture of life. We all have them. But there is an eight innate happiness and joy that is the is the persona of God. And we can choose to embody that without pretending we don't have problems or difficulties or pains. Well, and it's not sacrilege to consider yourself one with God, to equate yourself with that divinity within, because that within is so without. You know what I've been thinking about <laughs> is, is Jesus' statement, I of myself can do nothing. 
that's a, that's an incredible statement. Mm-hmm. Here we have a person, a soul that's fully embodied his Christhood, mm-hmm. and he says, "I of myself can do nothing." What does that mean? It means his human self can do nothing, but his Christ self, his Father in heaven, his I am presence, can do everything. And so we have to stop thinking of ourselves as human beings. I know we've got a body. I know we're on planet Earth. I understand all that. But this is just this is just a little opportunity God has given us to gain mastery. We are sons and daughters of God. And St. Germain, in fact, in one of his other dictations, told a story about people's dogs. And he said, some dogs think they're human. They <laughs> hang around humans. They act like humans. So they th- think they're human. Well, they're really not human. And we think we're human. <laughs> you know, instead of n- understanding that God is alive in us, that we, have, we are spiritual beings that are presently embodied in a physical universe to learn our lessons, to balance our karma and move on. But that's not who we are. It's not who and, we are. And, you know, I like this phrase, by God's grace. It's comma, by God's grace. And uh, like occasionally, you know, people will say after we've done one of these radio shows, how'd the show go? Well, it went really great by the grace of God, <laughs> by the grace of God. Yeah, and, God and, is the doer. And God is the doer, yeah. And it's a, it's a great phrase to learn how to say when you really understand what you're saying. Well, you know, we, we have spoken about this many times that, that God is the doer. I mean, it, it's, there's nothing that is done which is not done through God's energy. Right. You know, I mean, it's, we talk about being co-creators with God. Well, there's very deep truth in that. So you've got to be careful what you do. And this is why if you didn't do what you're supposed to do with that energy, that's why you're passing and, and tests. And that doesn't mean we're puppets on a string where God pulls the strings. And free we will. Act because we have free will. Yeah. But everything we do uses God's energy. This is not my body. God loaned it to me because I need it. It, you know, <laughs> and so when we understand that, it changes everything because it changes how you live, and that's when you change your perspective. That's when you will pass tests wow. and have opportunity for more. And that this is exciting news. It's very exciting news. And on that note, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish this topic. I hope, perhaps not, <laughs> but anyway, we'll make a like take a stab at it. <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, 
Back to our show. Welcome back for our final segment. We're all still here. We hope you are too. We're talking about passing our tests today, our spiritual tests. And they come every day, rain or shine. Everybody gets them. You get them. We all get them. And it behooves us to pay attention to our tests because as we pass them, we, we climb the ladder of spirituality. We climb the ladder of hierarchy. And, uh, well, let's just kind of recap this whole topic of testing, why it's important, what it means to pass our tests, what the ultimate goal is. And what we do matters. Yeah, I think that's where we started. I did promise a story on that. And this is the story is <laughs> evidence that God has a sense of humor. And uh, I was, this was many, many years ago when I was really new on the path. I was living in Los Angeles, and I was walking down a street in Glendale, and I was chewing gum. And I don't really chew gum a lot, but this day I was chewing gum. And so I was going to get rid of the gum, and I didn't around to see a trash can. I thought, well, I don't know what to do with it. And, you know, I thought, well, I better not throw it on the ground. And I said, oh, wait a minute. What difference does it make? You know, it's one piece of gum on the ground. Come on. I mean, I don't want to become fanatical about things. So, of course, what did I do? I threw it on the ground. So I didn't think any more about it. So I had a couple errands to do that day. And when I got back to my apartment that afternoon, um, I got out of the car, and I saw something on the side of the car. And I thought, well, what is that? And it was a very, very thin strip. I mean, it was like almost someone took a pencil and drew a line down the entire side of my car. And I followed this thing along to actually the front wheel well. And somehow, (laughs) quote unquote, a giant wad of gum had gotten on my wheel well. And I have no idea how this happened. But the gum stretched out, somehow got along the entire side of my car from the front to the back. And, you know, the only way I could get that off was with rubbing alcohol. And it took me about a half hour to clean that (laughs) off my car. And I just think in a little way, God was saying, you know, it does matter. The little things do count. And, you know, again, it was so physical. And I had to laugh, you know, because it was funny. And it was impossible. There's no way that gum could have gotten on the side of the car. But it did. And that was really God being so gracious to me in a humorous way, telling me that what we do matters. So the little things do add up. And the little tests allow you to pass the big tests. And God was saying to himself, okay, now we need some gum. Where am I going to find some gum? We got a little pride there. (laughs) You know what I'm amazed at? When God wants to to test you, he pulls out all the stops. He really can do it. That's a great story. Here, have some karma gum. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, I think that that does illustrate the fact that there's there's no, um, everything's significant. Everything matters. There's a consequence. You can't think that something is so slight or so small that it's not going to have much more than a teeny little ripple. And <laughs> it just becomes a habit, you know. <laughs> it just becomes a habit to do the right thing. I, can I tell you another story? I just, of course, got, I love your story. You stories. know, years ago I was doing some remodeling, which I've since learned never to attempt. But anyway, I was still under the, the illusion that I could do something in the past. And so I was finishing this bathroom, and I bought a vanity and sink and all this stuff to finish this bathroom. And I got home, and I thought, you know, it didn't seem like that. They charged me enough. So I looked at the receipt, and they didn't charge me for this vanity, which was like $80 or something, you know. So I thought, well, I'll call them up and tell them about it because, you know. So I called up. It was Lowe's, and, and uh, I tried to tell them about it. And they, they couldn't quite get it, yeah. you know, that I was telling them they, did, they undercharged me. And I had to finally get to the manager of the store. What do you want me to do? And, of course, they don't <laughs> understand that, you know, I mean, Lowe's could probably absorb an $80 loss, but that's not the point. Point was, I didn't want the karma of not paying for something. And, you know, whether they thought I was Looney Tunes or not, the point was that it was an example. Sure. You know, and in spite of everything that walks out the door and people steal, you know, someone, you know, recognizes that it's appropriate to be honest, you know. And, again, I was more concerned about myself than Lowe's in the sense that I didn't want the karma being dishonest, and I didn't want to fail an obvious test. 
And, and you know, there's a ripple effect, too, because when the, when the clerk gives you back too much change and you tell her or him that what they've done and you hand the, the, the change back to them, then sometimes I've run into this where there's so much pride Oh, yeah. That they say, no, no, it, uh, I couldn't I, have made the mistake. I didn't make you know, a mistake. I didn't make the mistake. <laughs> Go ahead and keep it, you know, whatever. So then that, that ripples over into their world. So, but we have to do the right thing. Indeed. Well, you know, there's another point. I, I'm, I'm digressing now a little bit from where you were going with that, Terry. But there's a point that was made, I believe, in the excerpt we just heard this week, perhaps last week, maybe both, where one of the ways in which we can pass our tests is by surrendering. Instead of struggling, instead of making a big deal out of what's going on, I think that St. Germain said, surrender is freedom. And if we're going to leave people with an idea in, in, in their minds about you know, passing tests and why it's important, if you surrender to that greater will, you cross that divide of time and space between the human will and the divine will, struggle ceases, fear ceases. What you have in this place, freedom and victory. And that's and really what we're talking peace. about. And peace and joy. I mean, yeah. all the positive emotions and experiences that we can have. Because when you've passed those tests, the little ones and the big ones, you do achieve a momentum. And the momentum equals victory. And surrender is not passivity. Oh, no, fact, not at all. In fact, surrender is very active when you think about it. And you still have to do the things physically or spiritually or emotionally that you need to do. But there is a tremendous peace that comes to surrendering to God's will. And you think about uh, Mother Mary holding the baby Jesus in her arms. Now, you know, he, he came in embodiment knowing he had a rather large task to accomplish. <laughs> but he obviously trusted in his mother. He felt at peace. He surrendered. We I mean, we come as babies and we can't feed ourselves. We can't go out and, you know, go to the grocery store or, or grow food. I mean, we're dependent on our parents. And so it's a surrender. So surrendering onto your father, mother, God, who is far more skilled at, at, at helping us than our, even our human parents you know, it is a great feeling. And again, it's surrender is active. It's not a passive thing. And you still things you need to do, but you're always praying, God, you know, show me what your will is. Bless or block this. Or if you see a need, if you see something that's out of balance, you don't ask God, well, do I correct it? Do I return this to the store? Or do you want me to keep it? You know, do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yeah. You know, do the right action, you know, and then surrender. God loves you. He's going to clothe you and feed you. Remember the lilies of the field? Yeah. You know, and you may not have a brand new car, but he's going to make sure you have a car to get around because we need one. You know, it's trusting in God. I can remember when I was early on the path, you know, thinking in terms of uh, El Moria this blue flame master with this stern look and yeah. the will of God and everything like that. And so, you know, you think about praying for the will of God and you think, oh, I wonder if I can handle it. <laughs> you know, look what it looks like to me. Uh, yeah. But the more, of course, the more you get to know the heart of El Moria, the more sweet this, uh, this master is. And the freedom and of the will the of God. The freedom. Uh, and, and, be, and if you're, if you're doing the will of God, you're on the right track. You're not, you're not walking along the sides of the track. You're, no. you're rolling and down. And it allows you to get support and help from angels and ascended masters because you're doing the right thing, not yeah. in a human way, but in a spiritual way. Yeah. yeah. Now, with the, the uh, few minutes we have left, there's another question that's been kind of hanging in my mind, and that is, it seems to me that more tests come at the end of the year. This wintertime, the dark Darkness is, you know, pervasive. It's dark at 4.30. It feels, I don't know why, it feels like a test to me, but it does. When I was thinking about this, the solstice, end of the year, there's a certain amount of timing 
Do you notice that? Do you, do you feel well, there's more testing happening right now than it? And things are really physical. I know uh, friends uh, that have broken bones and had physical yeah. you know, health problems. Well, it's the karma of the year accumulates again. So again, it's not only personal karma, but it's planetary karma. And the goal is to try and balance that before you go into the new year. Because again, you don't want to be dragging you know, your bag of old karma with you. And it's the same not only on a personal scale, but on a planetary scale. And in fact, you know, Jesus was actually born in spring, in March. And, and so, but the, the masters arranged to have Christmas celebrated this time of year because it's the time of greatest darkness. So yeah. they wanted the greatest light to help counteract it, which is interesting, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And nice so concept. be sensitive to the end of the year. We do get our final exams for this, this <laughs> section of the year. And, uh, you know, God help us to pass every test. Yeah, and, and we get do-overs. <laughs> and, it, and it even goes by century. I know in 1975, it was going into the last 25 years, the, the, the physical quadrant of the, sed- of the yeah. century. So yeah. there were certain and, and, of course, as we talked about, we're at the end of a 26,000-year cycle now, and that's why it's so intense upon this planet and why we all need God. <laughs> oh. This has been a great show, a lot of fun, you know, talking, well, talking about just how to be the example. And I think sometimes, you know, we, we um, maybe try too hard to make sure it's understood that this is a joyful path. But the truth is, it is a joyful path. It's not easy. Decide. It's not easy. But, I mean, th- this is a part of, right. part of the equation is your attitude. Yeah. It's, you you kind of get what you think you're going to get. You know what? Life isn't easy for, for people that aren't on a spiritual path. So, <laughs> you know, why not take the challenges that God brings you instead of the world brings you? And yeah. Get the victory. Yeah. And let us know what, what kinds of things you're going through. You know, if you want to contact us, we're at web radio. At tsl.org, web radio at tsl.org. We really do want to hear from you. We do indeed. And I uh, want to thank you for being with us today. And uh, those of you who are not listening on the archives, Merry Christmas, everybody, because uh, <laughs> it's coming right up. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Christmas is every day of the year. Yes, and may you pass all your tests. Yes. And as we like to say, the, the upward path may be difficult, but the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Bless you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.